This is going viral in a big way. This is the My Talk Now trending report. What's this? What's the latest? Uh, hey, everybody. We are very excited. We have Dessa joining us. And of course, uh, that is her singing um, from the Hamilton Mixtape. Congratulations, Dessa. Thanks for being with Hi, us Dessa. today. Hello. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Thank Absolutely. you. So, um, Dessa, your book is really amazing. My own devices, true stories from the road on music, science, and senseless love. And we've read like stories that you've written, you know, we've read and we've if we've listened to your music, you know, rapping. So you are you have a way with words, uh, lady. Thanks. Thank <laughs> you, you very much. You really yeah. do. So um your uh my own devices, how like okay, so this book, you're very honest. I guess one of the oh, yeah. you call X in your book, you know, is part of Doom Tree and just like how much you guys have loved each other. Um, and your stories, I mean, they made me laugh. I too have tingers. Just FYI. Oh. Dustin and I have long finger mm-hmm. toes. Yes. <laughs> we call them the fingers. <laughs> but, um, did you ask him? I mean, was he okay with that? I think you do reference right. that towards the end of the book, but. Yeah, you know, I did, I did end up asking almost everybody who played like a major role in the book if, if they had any objection to me, like, sharing my side of the stories that we've lived together. You know, the book is, is all true stories. So you can't really tell. There's no way to tell the true story of, like, one life right. without overlapping with the other people that you've loved, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I wanted to tell the truth. I wanted to write a candid account because I was sort of, why bother? But right. I didn't want to throw anybody under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so so I sent I sent a lot of the essays to the other members of Doomtree, which is the name of my um, my rap crew that I've mm-hmm. toured with for a long time, and also to like my mom and my dad and my mm-hmm. little brother, just to say, hey, um, you are I hope presented accurately and with a lot of love, but like anybody, you know there there are flaws and foibles that are also like presented here. Right. And I, I just... hope I presented mine honestly too. You know. Yeah. So. I just, yeah, I, I did ask permission, and, and I was really lucky And that I think most of the people in my life, not just the professional artists, but, like, even in my family, are, are art fans. So yeah. They, they, yeah, so in the interest of trying to make something good, I was given their blessings yeah, to include even embarrassing stories. Yeah. Well, and I think that's, you feel it, you know, you are... A fear, fearless young woman, and I'm, I know you're in your 30s, but, you know, to me, that's still young. Yeah. Um, and I just <laughs> can really, I, I mean, you really went for it, and there was one line in there, and it's at the beginning, you talk about if I'm going to go all in, people are going to get tattoos, which means they're going to go all in. Mm-hmm. And I thought of Post Malone. <laughs> You know, you get oh. the because you talked mm. about getting tattoos on your face or other places, which means you're going all in. Yeah, that like, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. So I, I mentioned the fact that although I, I don't have tattoos, but I know a lot of the guys um, in who, who I'm close enough to be yeah. right. have frank conversations with have mentioned that like when you cross that line, right, that tattoo line right. that goes above a collar or past a cuff, mm-hmm. uh, you realize that that may have consequences for your work life if this art thing doesn't work out. And so some people I know have mentioned that part of their rationale for getting a tattoo on their hand or on their face was to make sure that there is no plan B. Like right. they are committing themselves a hundred percent to this art life, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Dessa, I really also became quite fond of your mom and dad. 
<laughs> reading your book. Well, thanks. I am too. <laughs> I mean, they really were, and I saw something because I know you performed at Orchestra Hall. Um, you did last spring, and then again a couple weeks ago, and um, yeah. somebody tweeted something about your mom yelling something across the hall to your dad, but I was also taken, Julia and I have been um, fans of Joy Noel, and we saw oh, that you were wearing yeah. a Joy Noel cape. Isn't she cool? Oh. Yeah, you know, I was... Oh, she's amazing. Man, she's so cool. I was getting ready for this really big show with the Minnesota Orchestra. So for me, that's like the largest gig of oh, yeah. any calendar year. You know, I mean, it's just a huge production, really different than, you know, rocking a set with a DJ 10 right. years ago. Yeah, just a lot of moving parts, and you've got a beautiful room and a really big space, and you've got to make sure that your show is equal to that opportunity. And so I really like the work of Joy Noel, the oh, designer. Yeah, she's amazing. Too. Isn't she rad? So, yeah, she's, I asked if she'd be willing to make, like, a superhero kind of cape. And yeah, she she's wonderful. It it's, it's so good. I mean, I love giving her props because she just really, she has great. Okay, so um, what has designs. been the most interesting thing that you think that's happened to you with, I mean, you really are getting rave reviews from all kinds of places about your book, My Own Devices, your memoir. Um, has there been anything where you had to like pick your jaw up off the floor kind of a moment? Oh, or? I mean, part of it, you know, in, in releasing something that you've worked on for a really long time, you know, so I've been kind of privately writing and editing and re-editing this manuscript for a couple years, like mm-hmm. hold up in an apartment, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, so you have this big like pool of hope that you've amassed, you know, and you know, and I know that I'm sensitive. <laughs> yeah. It. So, yeah, I mean, I try to, I try to roll with the, with the kind responses. Yeah. And you, you try to do your best just to shrug off those that are unkind. But I will say that one thing that has surprised me um, is that, as you mentioned in the book, I recall this really protracted love story that doesn't end particularly well. Right. It ends with, it ends with peace. But it doesn't end with, like, a picket fence. And, right. um, and I've been surprised at how many people and how many even, like, men of a generation older than me mm-hmm. have, have come out to privately take me aside and say, you know, I've loved her for 26 years. Like, these grizzled old dudes yeah. have had these long, private, burning romances. And I, I guess I had... I had selfishly, or I'd flattered myself maybe in thinking that I was unique, that I'd been like privately struggling with a volatile romance for a long time. And I think a lot of, not everybody, but I think a lot of people do. And there's no reason for us to talk about it because that's a serious downer at a dinner party. And because we're trying to lead our normal lives. Right, that's true. And in, in in your book, My Own Devices, you talk about you know, going to science to try oh, and like get chemically over. altering your brain things so you will stop love, loving him. And of course, and you do make the caveat, yes, you've seen the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind or whatever that movie's called. But yeah, uh, I, that rang a chord with me because mm. it took, I remember, uh, it just took so long one time to get over somebody and I just made so many disastrous uh, choices in an effort to get over him. And I remember thinking, I wish I could just wake up and never remember not knowing him. Yeah. Right. And it's like, it's like, it's one thing to not want to love someone. Right. Yes. It's another thing (laughs) to find a way to somehow stop 
evict that feeling yeah mm-hmm. yeah from your heart uh it, it's tricky you so, know so i got quite a kick out of your describing and get doing the biofeedback and you know trying all of that I, but that's you know just can you explain a little bit of that for us <laughs> yeah okay so in brief you know if we're talking to dessa her memoir is just breaking records. Everyone who's never read a memoir says this is the best thing ever. My own devices <laughs> by Dessa. So I'd been really hung up on this guy and X. Exactly mm-hmm. on X. And tried for years to get over it. And then like more years and then more years. So it was feeling like this is not a normal trajectory for okay. a breakup. I'm really stuck on this. So I saw this TED talk by a researcher named Dr. Helen Fisher, who, and she had put people in fMRI machines to like, figure out where love seems to be active in the brain. Okay. And that had never occurred to me, that love would have a place in the brain, really. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, if I could find my love in my brain, maybe I could get it out. So right. I put out a tweet, actually, and just said, hey, is there anybody who's got access to an fMRI lab would let me in it, you know? And I ended up working here in Minnesota with um, the Center for Magnetic Resonance Research at the U of M. Mm-hmm. Got the machine, looked at pictures of my ex, looked at pictures of a dude who just sort of looks like my ex, <laughs> And we found the love in my brain, and then I, we tried to develop a protocol to see if we could change it by measuring my brain waves and providing these signals to try to change the way that it was behaving. Yeah. yeah. And, and you have to read the book to yeah, get the rest you, of the yeah, story. Yeah, you can read the book to get uh-huh. the rest of but the story. All, but I, I wow. just, yeah. That and w- your, your scientific part of your brain, I mean, I, it just kind of blew me away when you were trying to figure out how many cashews you could eat for <laughs> this amount of time if on the train. And that's, I mean, you really, your physics, I mean, I'm really, you are so bright and smart. Uh, thanks. Thanks. I mean, also, there's also... Whereas you guys are constantly on, right, on air. I mean, yeah. there's just no, there's no time that you mm-hmm. have to chat except maybe during a commercial break. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're, when you're a performer, you have all of this downtime in transit between shows. You know, it's like you play for an hour and a half a night, but you're driving for nine or ten sometimes. Yeah. So, you, yeah, so you have this opportunity to daydream. Or, it, you, or you have, if you're me, that's kind of like, I don't know, this oh. buzz of anxiety that you don't want to, you don't want the time to be wasted right right yeah. uh, so now, you've got more projects on the way i do actually yeah um i'll be in the middle of november uh november 16th i'll be delivering a speech at the northrop auditorium oh yeah and i'll be doing a couple songs there okay. songs awesome. with, um, with matthew and abby as well um, oh, dessa how did the hamilton mixtape come about how'd that whole project happen yeah um so, you know, I had a chance to connect with um, Lin-Manuel, who wrote Hamilton, mm-hmm. online first, uh, a few years ago now. And he and I had a chance to then meet in person. Um, and I was, of course, you know, surprised and delighted to receive the invitation mm-hmm. to contribute to the Hamilton mixtape. So I got the call. Yeah. You know, can't try to keep my voice professional on the right, phone. Right, right, like no Hung big up, deal. Did a crazy dance and screeched. You know, I'm sure like every neighbor within, you know, two units of my yeah. could hear that. Yeah, exactly. That's so cool. It's a beautiful so. song. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, we, we actually recorded it in, the, in like a suburban basement in Minneapolis, working with Laserbeak and Andy Thompson, two other Minneapolis musicians. So. Yeah, that's really cool. And then you have a new album out, Chime. I do, yeah. And I'm doing, um, I've been touring that one for, for a few months now. And I'm heading off on a European tour, doing the UK in November. But we'll be back 
um, for some for some Minneapolis shows, shows in the not too distant future. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love yeah. I love. I guess someone else had Dessa when you signed up to Twitter because I love that your Twitter handle is Dessa Darling. Because now I'm like uh, I just referred to you as Dessa yes. Darling in my mind because we're friends <laughs> since I we read your book. <laughs> Thanks. And I think, Thanks. Dessa, I feel like Doomtree and our radio show started around the same time. We're a we couple were t- years. We're, we're two, 2002. And they were all one, I think. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, and you're right. We're the same age about. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Just about doing the, like, for that long of a time. And Julia and I never, like, we didn't plan mm-hmm. on falling into radio. And yeah, right. It's weird what your journey of your passion were, might end up taking you. I agree. I think particularly in the arts, it's a lot more like, you know, I mentioned in the book, but I do think it's a lot more like trapping than hunting. It's not like you chart a course yeah. and you follow it for 12 or 15 years. It's like you're a bloodhound. Mm-hmm. You're kind of following the trail of interest and passion and, and opportunity. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Oh, well, we'd Dessa. love to meet you. If you're in town, come in and sit in studio with us. We just, hey, thanks, guys. We, yeah. we love it. Congrats we, to you. Yeah, and um, yeah, we just appreciate uh, your talent very much, and we really enjoyed your book, My Own Devices, True Stories from the Road on Music, Science, and Senseless Love. Dessa, thanks for your time today. Best to you guys, and thanks for having me. Okay, yeah, thanks. thanks. All right, listen. We have three copies oh, of the yes, book to do. give away, 651-641-1071, and we're going to come back. And Julia. oh, okay, yeah, I was right, right what? about this. I don't know if you're right about. Well, this. we'll find out when okay. we come back.